Okay, welcome to what is there to learn about cryptids. Today we're talking about what do you want to talk about? Um, I mean, I mean, skinwalkers pre- seem pretty interesting. There's not a lot known about them, as I've heard. So, Skinwalker, their basic background is Yinaldushi. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, it is said that it is called He Who Walks on All Fours by the Navajo Culture. Yeah, legends of this creature come from what I just said. What it tells us is that the skinwalkers are evil witches with the ability to possess, shift, or disguise themselves as an animal. The animals they are commonly, most commonly known for are the coyotes, and they aren't to be confused with flesh gates, as that is a separate being, and they don't transform into animals. Mm. And like how to become a skinwalker, so said itself, is going through a ritual by like some say that's yeah like entire. Yeah, in a community, they're welcomed in by, like, and the oldest one, leader, sorry, I'm stepping in your foot, is a old man, which is basically the most experienced of the Wendigos, and what you do most commonly is killing a very close family member. Yeah. It's Great! Like, it, dude, it's, it sounds like, um, it sounds like Naruto when, oh my when, when God, Itachi kills Shisui. <laughs> No, like you know, you know what it sounds like. It sounds like um, like those weird family cultures that somebody like some weird people have. Like I don't know particularly who, but like where, I think it's like more or less fictional. But like, um, they like sacrifice like not. It's it reminds me of this game I played a while ago where they sacrificed like their daughter to like this weird being. And um, oh, it would like eat, um, it, they would like dress them up in like cake uh, cake dresses, and um, it would just pick them up and just eat them. Oh, that's... it was called the Maiden's Feast from the game. Yeah, <laughs> we got very off track, but you know, we can also <laughs> delve into more Skinwalker info. Okay. Thank God for my fast typing. Woo! Um, we... <laughs> oh, that is. Oh, here we. I can go into the thing. Wait, I don't know if I can just. Hello again. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Navajo, which we're also going back on the, uh, the background, is part of a larger culture area, which includes the Pueblo people, the Apache, Hopi, and, uh. Uti or Ute, Ute, uh, Ute, and other groups have also have their own versions of the Skinwalker, but and each includes a malevolent witch capable of transforming themselves into an animal. Yeah. Yay! Can yeah. we just categorize them as like edgy furries? <laughs> no. <laughs> we're not. We're not categorizing Skinwalkers as edgy furries. But then again, but the thing is about them is that the in tribes of like the Navajo culture and stuff, mm-hmm. 
you are not allowed to wear predatory animal skins, but deer and as such are fine to mm-hmm. wear. Yeah, like with very specific like um, tribes, they would have like very specific sin- skins, not sins, skins that you would, you weren't like allowed to wear. Just um, like um, even like depending on like um, your role in the tribe or what gender you were, you only had like a very specific um, skin you could wear. Like um, an example in Alaskan tribes, uh, the uh, females would wear like werewolf skins, wolverine skins, not werewolf. <laughs> Wrong, wrong cryptid. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So, the, uh, most often they are seen in the form of coyotes, wolves, foxes, cougars, you know, you know, you know hair. No, it was a piece of stale chip on my can. <laughs> Ew. I don't know how that got there. <laughs> so, cougars, dogs, and bears, but can take the shape of any... Sh- like animal is like what they need to get done like swiftness foxes foxes yes and like the if they need to hide in a pack they could be a wolf yep and the abilities they can like will need is speed strength endurance stealth and claws and teeth and they might try to transform again of trying to escape from pursuers but uh, what i remember like a long time back is the um what was it called they like can like take the form of who they killed and like the bones of a dead one. Mm. So yeah, that's Ooh, I love Ooh. dark stuff. This is why we're doing this. Ooh, Ooh, spooky. <laughs> that was that was unplanned. not that was like not that was planned. perfect. Yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, sheepskin, leather, and buckskin are acceptable for like you know wearing. So. It's <laughs> Why do they he look looks... like that? Wait, wait, here we go. Look at this one. Just... Excuse that absence. We probably we stopped the audio, so you didn't see our computer getting frozen. Yeah, the computer froze while we were looking for something, and it was just very mildly inconvenient. Yep. Where were we? Uh, I think it was down. Down. Uh, yeah. Here. yeah, this area. Oh. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, excuse you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, right. They're also able to take possession of bodies of human victims. If they lock eyes. Yeah, if they lock Ooh. eyes. Ooh. After taking control, the witch can make its victims do and say things that they wouldn't do otherwise. Huh. And also... You ever know? Once they shape shifted, one way that others could tell that they are not a real animal is that their eyes are very different than those of an animal. Instead, their eyes are very human, and when lights are shined on them, they turn bright red. I just so get it's like um, Mothman. <gasps> Mothman. Mothman. <laughs> just completely makes it completely different episode just about Mothman. But um, uh, so it's like uh, if like if you shine light in its eyes, it's basically like when you like do a flat like flash photo with human, like with yeah. a human, where their pupils just turn bright freaking red. <laughs> yeah, like all humans are just secretly skinwalkers. Ooh, Ooh conspiracy. <laughs> and God, that's so dumb. Alternatively, if they're in human form, their eyes will look more like an animal's. Oh, so it's basically like swap. Yes. So they're not, like, completely hidden. No. 
in an evil society, the witches will gather in dark caves or secluded places for several purposes. Um, to initiate new members, plot activities, harm people from a distance with black magic, and perform dark ceremonial rites. Yay. So, like, these ceremonies are similar to tribal affairs, including dancing, feasts, rituals, and sand paintings, but were corrupted with dark connotations. Dark connotations. Oh, yeah, the evildoers are also said to engage with necrophilia, with female corpses, commit cannibalism, incest, and grave robberies. Huh. Sounds like a basic Wednesday. All right. (laughs) Sounds like, 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 way too far my chemical romance lovers. You cannot tell me I'm wrong. This is, this is, it sounds like what they would do. It also sounds like, um, like, two head and deep Danganronpa fans. It does. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, and yes. Moving on. Also gotta check something else, too. And Mm. to keep us on track when we're doing this, because I have to see what. Okay, so. Uh, Script outline. Intro, hopefully. 30 sex. Info. Well, yeah. Jokes in there. Our jokes went over two minutes. Um, and driving question, yeah, like, there isn't a lot, but there are a lot about, like, Skinwalker, like, the Skinwalker Ranch. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's, like, spooky, like, riffs. I've, I've like, seen, like, an, like I've done, like, deep research into, like, Skinwalker Ranch, so there's, like, like, floating lights, riffs, weird animals that will... I don't know, really smart wolves, too. And the manipulation of cows, where they are, like, literally picked up and stuff. There's also, like, crop circles. Mm. And, like, even there was, like, a really rich team that, like, bought out the Skinwalker Ranch and did research on it. And they even saw the weird stuff themselves and later abandoned it. Well, that's spooky. Yes, all of it is really spooky. Well, cryptids are... Cryptids are spooky. They are very spooky. Oh my god, that's a stroke. But, like, most cryptids are creepy. Yeah, they are almost creepy. Mostly all of them, actually. Yeah. Don't... Oh, Jesus. Oh yeah, and one thing you must not do for a crypto unless you're trying to summon Mothman, Mothman. Um, <laughs> is to say their name. Do not say Skinwalkers or Wendigos because it might draw them to you. Unless we... you're an idiot, because I know some who actually did it. But do you know how many times we've said Skinwalker? Several times. I mean, like a few miles out, that way is an empty space. That way is an empty space. Up there is like tons of empty land, but there are coyotes nearby. Yeah. So yeah. We, um. So if we do not come back from this, just assume we're dead. <laughs> yeah, just assume we're dead. Just because we've said skinwalkers on like multiple locations, <laughs> and then. The driving question is, like, what is there to learn? There is a lot to learn, but not a lot, as some people misshare information. So it's like, yeah. Yucky. Oh, 
So wait, oh. skinwalkers have a power to read others' minds, controlling their thoughts and behavior, and causing disease and illness, even destroying property and even death. Ooh, oh boy! Oh, creatures of the night, such as oh, they're able to control creatures of the night. So basically, they're like AU versions of edgy, like really gothic Disney princesses. <laughs> This is. It, it really seems like that. This, this is, is like dark magic inflicted Disney princess. <laughs> yes, it's, it's exactly like that. Yeah, that's about right. Hmm. What what else could be assumed by this driving script? Ignore that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Driving, I think driving question would be. What is it driving here? Oh, yeah, like, I, I don't recommend uh, personally getting involved with skinwalkers. So, um. Don't do that. That's a big no no. Don't, they, don't go they, near them. They they uh, will kill you. Yes, they, they will kill you. They will kill you. And unlike flesh gates. Oh, yeah, we can also talk about flesh gates. I forget. Yeah, because um, they, they are different. They are different. Here's the uh, difference. Um, we should probably talk about the difference, too. Yeah, the difference is um, they take the form of the person they kill or see. While it isn't perfect, they can mimic the person's voice till, till it's perfect. They will always lack personality and be quite distant. The information about these things vary from each story. Some stories say that they can alter reality or perception. One's thing stays the same. And that's their power to shapeshift. They have several theories and that surround these creatures. They are real, they are demons, natural order, aliens, or interdimensional beings, mutants of this kind, government creations that have escaped. Government Area- creations? Of course that's on there. Area 51. Area 51. Um, <laughs> Or they're from legends. I know this sort. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, and then what else? I've heard from like stories of flesh gates. That oh, I mean like several different kinds. There's ones where they put dead horses outside of a window. Oh, that's freaky. There's, that's like there, that's like a bad omen. Oh actually. yeah. Yeah. And then there's one in New Mexico, which oh. is that way. Yeah. Um, Gila Monster. Uh, oh, yeah, national dude. park where like a group of people like set out like to like, hike and things and like go like, like camping and stuff and um as they've noticed some people have been starting acting differently and l- like laggy-ish or like not like you know like computer laggy like but like they're like distant la- yeah distant and um like, where they'd have like completely different personalities than like when they first got there to when they left. Yeah, and they, like, like walk I, differently. And, like, they come out from the woods, they start walking. Oh. And, like, um... When, so, so. when you say walking differently, I honestly think that, like, their knees are out of place. Oh, yeah. Like, for some reason, it's just my thought, it's, like, a bent knees. Oh, yeah, like, some sometimes they look wrong, but that's also for skinwalkers, since they're mm-hmm. able to also shift into humans. Yeah. They just look abhorrently wrong. Um... Doesn't everyone look apparently wrong? <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, it's just, like, parts of, like, their dis- disfigured Yeah, sometimes. disfigured body. And then, for, like, the flesh gates, um, I have mistaken them for skinwalkers in the past, which I won't do again. So I think they're the ones with the, um, 
they basically what looks like clothes is actually skin. Ooh. Oh. Wait, here, let me see. Like, just like double check that actually. Because that would make sense, though, for like the flesh gates have yeah. like quote unquote clothing that just is skin. I just hear people yelling about job openings. Very fitting. Okay. Yeah, they have either a flesh gate or. Oh. Huh. That's not good. What? Um, they, it's Reddit, so, like, oh. I have either a flesh gate or a skinwalker hanging around my apartment complex. Ooh, that's freaky. Um, let's see here. Well, it's not saying anything, but, ooh. It would make sense. It would make sense, honestly. It would make sense for flesh gates to have, like, skin-like clothing instead of, like, the, um... Uh, skinwalkers because skinwalkers do have like clothing on because of the uh what are they called the um the, the skins. skins the pelts and yeah stuff. the pelts and stuff yeah well i hope this is it for this episode we'll see you next time when we cover wendigos Welcome back to What Can We Learn About These Cryptids. Today, we're, we're, we're going to learn about Wendigos. Ooh. Spooky. <laughs> so, once again, we're going to go over the back, background. So, they are um a demonic spirit which comes from algonquin based native american folklore um they may come they come from like the first the first tribes of america so that's cool too here Big brain facts for your tiny minds. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it became, it was in Algonquin oral history for several centuries, long before Europeans arrived in North America. We I hate what what's what's his name? I forget. Columbus. Columbus. Yeah, I hate him. I don't know how he goes around and just ends up, you know. He was trying to find India too. That's like who in the who in the right mind thought you go of the wrong way but still trying to find India. Yeah. I mean you could have just, you know, trekked through ground and then oh that would have taken years yeah eh literal years and then so and then for like the many first nations that speak an algonquin language including the abenaki siksika uh macaw micmac 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 
I read that. Um, Mac. Um, we looked it up earlier. Yeah, I know, I know. It's Algonquin, Ojibwe, and Inu. Inu! Yay! That was, that was very simple. Yeah, and the spelling and pronunciation of Wendigo differs, or Wendigo. So, Wendigo, Wetigo, Windicoke, Winsigo, Wittigo, and Wittica are all alternate versions of the same term. Like other names as Achin, Chinu, and Kiwok are also commonly used to refer to the Wendigo. So, the appearance of the Wendigo are exceptionally thin, um, the skull and skeleton pushing through its ash-colored skin. Others describe the Wendigo as a well-fleshed giant who gets proportionally larger as the more it eats. And to other legends, uh, the Wendigo has pointed or animal-like ears, antlers and ho- or horns sprouting on its head. A Wendigo's eyes have been d- described as sh- sunken or glowing like hot coals sharp and pointy teeth, extremely bad breath, and body odors are often traits of a wendigo. Wee. Yucky. Yeah, he's he's really gross. Basically, so like other portions are like skin pulled tightly over its bones, um scent like death. Um here. Let's see here. Where else? But yeah, no, it's it's really disgusting. They're like fourteen, almost fifteen feet tall. Ooh. Yeah. I wish I could be that high, but then again, uh, most things uh, I would not be able to do, because yeah. um, not a lot of things are built for people who are like fifteen or sixteen feet tall. It's like. That's pretty freaky, like, um, uh, what is it? That's, like, abnormally large. Yes. Like, abnormal. Yeah. And that'd be pretty freaky. And from what I remember is, I remember searching up while researching Wendigos a long time ago, is that they hate fire so they Lots tend to terrifying. yeah they they also have a like a cold heart like an ice heart they have to like tr- if you wanted to kill it you'd have to st- stake it in the heart mm-hmm. yeah my nose is runny mm-hmm. 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 this must be the windigo. <laughs> yes. Yes, but, the windigo <laughs> It's the Wendigo that's making your nose run, obviously. Oh, yeah, it also has a stag skull head. This is, like, I guess the most common form that you can see a Wendigo in. Is like, oh, yeah. It has, like, really big horns, doesn't it, right? Yeah, it does. It has, like, really gigantic horns. Nice. Oh, and let's see here. What else? Uh, from, like, yeah. They also, uh, they can mimic humans' voices, which is... Honestly, great. Yeah, people have, like, many things of coming into contact with Wendigos. But it also makes perfect for, you know, 
Luring those children away into the womb. <laughs> Feast on the children's souls. <laughs> I like how we said that in front of the teacher. Especially a new one. Don't mind us. You're doing a podcast. So it's a school for- project, I promise. Oh, and how it, like, takes over people is, like, if they, like, succumb to greed or, like, cannibalism, which is, it's, like, a well-known cannibalistic creature. Well, yeah. Oh, it also drives you mad. So, first, um... Fair enough. Um, so it, it infects its host slowly, tormenting them as it takes over the mind and body. It begins with strange odors that only the victim can smell. Then they are plagued with nightmares, their sanity melting away from their sleep-deprived minds. Ooh, and then they'll sleep deprivation. Ex- yes, sleep deprivation. That's actually a very easy way to drive someone insane. Fun fact: because yeah. like you have to like if you do not sleep for like seventy-two hours, you will be clinically insane. Yeah. Weird fun facts for you about the human brain. Yay! The more Ooh, you know, the more you know. <laughs> Yeah. And then they experience an unbearable burning sensation throughout their legs and feet. Oh. And they'll usually strip strip down and running without clothes through the forest like a madman. Mmm, yummy. And this is normally the last anyone sees of those cursed by the Wendigo. The few who have returned from the woods are suffering Wendigo fever and have sent come back, like, literally insane. Mmm. Oh, Yeah. No matter how much a Wendigo eats, it'll never be, like, you know, safe. Yeah, full. It's like Dr. Doofenshmirtz. That one episode. <laughs> yeah, that one, do- that one episode. But, like, um, most people who, like, do go through, like, le- greed and gluttony, it's like food can be, like, a coping mechanism, but, like, also it can be used for, like, it's a very greedy thing. Yeah. Like, if you eat too much, you could, you are literally living gluttony. Hey, me. <laughs> it's, it's me with snacks. Honestly, yeah. But, um, there should, there, I think there is, like, some folklore about, um, gluttony, but I cannot think of it at the moment. But anyways, <laughs> we are way off track. My apologies. And the Wendigo only gets more deadly with age. Wee. Which, which makes it so, like, the older it is, the harder it is to kill. And it also, yeah, its speed and strength grow with age. And its ability to heal also grows, which... So it could break your neck with a single flick, basically, is what you're yes. saying. Yes. One punch man. <laughs> I mean, they're both bald since it's like skull. And yeah, it's, like, shiny. it makes sense. That that was that was good. Good job. Yay. Good job. But um, that is really freaky though. Wendigo psychosis. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, Wendigo psychosis. It the more psychosis is a real psychological disorder. Woo. While the name stems directly from lore, Wendigo psychosis is a real, like, very real s- disorder where people d- develop an appetite for human flesh. 
Oh, oh yeah. Former cannibalists say that um, human flesh tastes like pork, which yeah. isn't so bad, honestly. Might yeah. be to those who don't like eating humans. Sad. But, I mean, like, if you really think about it, it's just, you're just eating pork. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, other like other species eat each other. Yeah, and so it's not like really, not that uncommon, but it is frowned upon. It, it, it is very frowned upon for like human yeah. society because, because um, we are very social, like socialistic animal. Animal. Yeah, yeah like, we're, we, we're animals too. So we have our own like patriarchy sort of thing. And how you like shun people away? Like basically, it's torture for them. Is to seclude them from social, like, and use ostracize. They do in like several different other countries. Yeah, and it's like horrible because it, it breaks their spirit. Because like it will, if, if like there's um, this sort of like um, the human brain can actually go insane without like um, a certain amount of like hum- other human contact. Yeah. So there is that too. <laughs> and. Um, this form of cannibalism is not considered the same as those who can see, consume human meat in survival scenarios. Also, fun fact about cannibals, certain um, certain cannibals do not like the taste of ink on skin. They say it does not taste good. So the more tatted you are, the least like you, likely you are to be eaten by a cannibal. Huh. I know. From words from an actual cannibal fun fact. He said he did not like the taste of like ink in a hu- like in human flesh. Yeah. So the more tatted you are, the less likely you are to get eaten alive. Yeah. 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 And then, <laughs> anyways, there was a Cree man who claimed to have been temporarily possessed by a Wendigo. It was back in 1878. A Cree man. Oh, yeah. This is a very well-known story, by the way. Swift Runner, uh, near Hudson Bay Company Supply Post. He was overcome with the need to slay and eat his entire family. The mutilated remains of Runner's wife and his five remaining children were found by authorities. Um, Runner confessed um, to killing and eating his family, but he blamed his actions on Wendigo. He was sentenced to execution by authorities at Fort Saskatchewan. Yes, uh, Saskatchewan. Chewin, yeah, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah, that that's a word. <laughs> oh, that is freaky. Uh, hey, Jack Fiddler. <laughs> Fiddler on the roof. Fiddler on the roof. Fiddler on the roof. Wait, no, that, that's a Jewish thing. Um, yeah, there's. Here, let me look at it. Oh yeah. Um, and another thing that you can like, kill them with is a conventional weapon, such as a club or firearm. I feel like the firearm would be more effective with the, you know, ice heart. Oh, yeah, I know, it says here, right here. Um, and, like, has to be, uh, other legends say that the Wendigo has to be somehow subdued, its icy heart cut out, and then melted in a roaring fire. Other legends claim, still that uh, only a knowledgeable First Nation spiritual leader, a shaman, can dispatch a Wendigo with a specific spell and ceremony. Hmm. Oh yeah, the meaning behind it. Legends of the Wendigo 
also reveal much about the beliefs, way of life, social structures, and traditions of the people who tell the stories. For some, Wendigo legends serve as reminders of the importance of community, and more importantly, um, what can happen when individuals are left outside of the community. Run one recipe for creating a Wendigo, extreme hunger, cold, and isolation. Yeah, because, you know, isolation makes people, you know? Yeah, insane. Insane, yeah. And from many First Nations people living in the northern um, boreal forest, in fact, uh, most Wendigo stories uh, begin with an individual or small group trapped in the wilderness without food for ex- an extended period, alone in the cold. Wendigos are said to kill lonely travelers or a member of a group and then take on their personality temporarily before eventually killing other humans it encountered. So kind of like a skinwalker, but like... Very, very different. Yes, very different. Like, kind of like same way of killing, but like... Very different. Yes. But that is interesting. I mean, it only, it takes on their personality, so it's basically Unlike, a better um, version of a flesh gate, but, like, very different in yeah, contrast. Yeah, a better version of a flesh gate, yeah. Yeah. Well, the more you know. Wee. Oh, and yeah, similarly, a Wendigo's legend agreed is represented in attitudes about sharing in many indigenous cultures. In the wilderness, human survival is often dependent on the communal cooperation and the sharing of food and possessions. Like, and, and, kind of like animals in a pack, right? Yeah. Like, kind of like that, since um, certain people in like uh, very rural areas don't really have access to yin mill. Very certain items, like, for example, firearms, because it might be against what they do or something along those lines. Yeah. Because they might take their um, family history very seriously and yeah. want to live like them. You know? Yeah. Just random thoughts. And any individual who refused to share local resources, especially in times of great deprivation, was considered a monster. And according to historian uh, Sean Smallman, <laughs> Schmalman. The, the Wendigo is still seen as a symbol of green modern society, as manifested society. in society. Sorry. Yes, in capitalism, capitalism and corporate uh, consumerism. I almost read that as communism. <laughs> communism. But like communism is about sharing. I yeah, guess. communism is literally about sharing. So how how would communism communism summon a Wendigo? Mm. <laughs> Magic. But then again, he also like starved some people and like, killed off so many people. That is good point. Yeah, so he's like, good point. Yeah. Moving on. But... Oh, and they only discovered the Wendigo only recently, mm-hmm. though there are m- now many films, graphic novels, uh, television shows, and comics. Ooh, there's a Marvel Wendigo. Ooh. Gotta read that now. Based on the tales of the Wendigo. The creature mm-hmm. is also has also inspired artworks by Norval Marceau, literary works of Basil H. Johnston, Margaret Atwood, Thompson Highway, and Joseph Boyden. Mm-hmm. 
And also like a bunch of other uh, smaller artists and writers. Mm -hmm. Have you seen like half of the stuff they've drawn? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Because um, with like very vague depictions of the Wendigo, mm -hmm. people can basically like depict it however they want. If that yeah. if that makes sense, you know. Yeah. That makes sense. And they also have, like, really loud, like, screeches if, like, they're on their own. Mm -hmm. And then they, yeah, like I said, they can mimic people's voices. I hope this is picking everything up. Um, and then... Let's see here. Oh, uh, yeah. They also, like, track people if you, like, say their name. So, they're... Oh, for they, sure. Yeah, but they don't they don't go towards uh heavily um inhabited places. They like ha being out in the cold and like a, yeah, they well, hate the I heat. Mean, it'll be fine. I mean, look at the climate we're in. Yeah, we're, we're in desert. We're, we're in a desert with literally no snow. Um it's... Satan's asshole. <laughs> Every, everyone calls it that. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah pretty much. <laughs> I like to call it the oven. I like to call it the frying pan. Oops, I think I just broke my phone. <laughs> Bless you. I'm not... I'm not... <coughs> I'm dying. This is what I get for trying to breathe laying down. <laughs> well, that's what we do when we sleep, unless you, like, sleep sitting up like you do in outer space. No. I'm way I'm my neck is contorted so like my head is like upwards. I <laughs> never mind. And I think this is where we're gonna call it here. Bye. 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 See you next time. If there isn't a next time. <laughs>